I'm Dana Healy, and you're listening to Cities Speak. Welcome back to City Speaks. So today I'm being joined with Jonathan Weinhagen, who has served on the Moundsview School District for over seven years and has been the chair for about four years now. Jonathan's also the president and CEO of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber of Commerce. And today we're going to be discussing a wide variety of school-related topics, such as the upcoming school board election, student trends, what's going on with school events, and discourse that has been uh, relayed to the uh, uh, school board. So Jonathan, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Hey, Dana, always great to be on with you. So let's just start uh, as like a quick check-in on how it's going with teachers and students. So now we're a few weeks into school. Um, How do you feel that the school community is doing this year? Dan, I would say that our teachers, students, and staff are the real heroes in this equation. Coming off of a two-year pandemic, um, we welcomed over 11,000 students back into our buildings, you know, 1,400, 1,500 professional staff. And, you know, things, you know, by and large have gone off without a hitch. Um, you know, every single day we're, we're welcoming people back into our buildings. We're educating students, managing through the pandemic on an ongoing basis, continue to see some instances of quarantine, some close contacts. Uh, that's just a little bit of our reality um, and preparing for flu season, which I think is going to be um, an interesting difference between this year and last year as we migrate into you know, a little bit of a new normal with regards to a pandemic and Kind of a typical winter where we see some regular um, illnesses that are going to impact our school community. Absolutely, that's a really great point because there is still other uh, uh, colds and things going on in our community. Um, so we do need to continue to watch out for that as well. So this is a big school board election year and I believe one of your colleagues is, is retiring. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It is a big school board election year. We have three um, seats that are open, Uh, two incumbents are running, and Mary Jo Sager, who has served on the board for, I I believe it's in excess of 25 years. Um, She doesn't love it when I share this, but she handed me my diploma when I graduated from Monsey High School uh, 20 years ago. Uh, So Mary Jo has just been, you know, a wealth of experience, knowledge, institutional memory, um, and that's a, a really important seat that's going to be replaced as we head into November of this year. Those are big shoes to fill uh, with that legacy knowledge and her um, wealth of background in education. So it's uh, very exciting to see who will be taking those particular seats. So um, in the past 10 years, we've seen some drastic demographic changes related to student population. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that uh, is going to impact our schools in the future? Yeah, Dana, we've seen two major changes in our demographics. One is the number of students at school age. So we know that disproportionately, as we think about the 87,000 residents that our school district serves, you know, most folks don't have kids in our school system. Um, They continue to show up every single day and invest and support the school system, but that number has been growing. Um, you know, we bottomed out in the mid 2000s. Um, you know, around 8,000 students in our school district. You know, over 11,000 returned to school 
This year, we project that that number is going to continue to grow, um, probably to exceed 12,000 in the coming years, which was in, in large part, you know, the reason that we made a significant capital investment that we just completed and celebrated um, across all of our facilities, adding space, updating, modernizing, creating flexible environments for our students, for our educators, and for our community. Um, so that's one piece of the de demographic shift uh, that we've seen and continue to see and plan for. The second piece is you know, changing diversity demographics. Um, as we look at our, our student population today, you know, many of our buildings are now majority students of color um, in our buildings. So that's a, a dynamic shift, um, certainly from when I was you know, in the system you know, 20 years ago, uh, you know, under 10% of our student population. Today, we're, we're in excess of 50%. And that's something that we're planning for as we think about the future of our equity promise, uh, the future of racial reckoning that we're all dealing with in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd. Um, these are really top of mind for the school district as we think about our future. Thanks for that uh, quick snapshot of how we've drastically changed in the capital improvements that have happened to the, the schools. I have a kiddo now that's in elementary school and she's starting to, to benefit from all of those great investments in our, our community. Um, so let's talk a little bit about concerts and sports. What's the landscape of that look like this year for our, our kiddos and parents who would like to maybe attend different events? Uh, are we looking at uh, continuing masking and what, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so I think you know, to some extent, you know, as normal as anything is in the middle of a pandemic, um, we're experiencing a little bit of normal. Um, we're hosting sporting events, we're hosting concerts, we're hosting dances. You know, the homecoming dance at Moundsview and Irondale went off um, you know, really successfully. Inside our buildings, um, you know, based on guidance from Ramsey County Public Health, we are requiring masks. So that's just part of our reality with regards to anything that's hosted um, in our facilities across the school district. But, but we are bringing people back together. We're celebrating those milestones that we've missed for the last year and a half. And I, what I can tell you is the energy in our buildings and in our you know, stands on the fields is infectious. I mean, it's so fun to be back with our community, back with our, our educators, back with our youth, is celebrating these things that I think we all took for granted for a very long time. You know, that's a great point, Jonathan, in when we do come back and we totally appreciate being with our school communities and and you're right the energy is infectious so that's a that's really a wonderful thing to see our uh, school community coming back together so uh, last year the whole throughout this last couple of years now uh, you've been serving on the the school board it's been very challenging for a lot of school board committee members um not only in mounds view but really across the country uh school board meetings have had upset parents uh talking about masking or no masking, canceling sports, keeping sports on. It just seems like there's all these different points of view. How does one navigate these types of, of high stress situations? And how can our community be more empathetic towards our educational leaders, knowing that these are volunteer positions? That's right. I really appreciate this question, Dana. It's been a really challenging two years for for school board members, you may have heard that over 60 school board members across the state of Minnesota have resigned um, over the course of the last several months. 
you know, in a typical year, you'll see, you know, maybe a dozen at the most uh, for various reasons, whether it's health or career or just time for, for folks to move on. So we've seen a huge uptick and a direct connection to the discourse um, that has existed. Um, you know, historically, you know, school board members, it's kind of a, a quiet layer of government. Uh, we're head down and we do that really good volunteer work that you talked about. Uh, what I can tell you is me and my six colleagues on the board, we show up every day you know, caring for our kids. You know, I happen to have four kids in the school district. I remind folks that when I show up at a board meeting or when we're making policy decisions, I have 11,000 kids. And we're making those decisions on behalf of a really diverse cross-section of our community. And in addition to the, the students we serve and the staff we serve, we have all of those other residents who you know, maybe have had kids in our system or have never had kids in our system, and we serve them too. Um, I, I think we've lost our way a little bit with regards to the level of respect that we show to elected officials and to the people who truly are showing up to serve our community. And it's been hard. I recently had a, an opportunity to chat with you know, a reporter at the Star Tribune, and I shared you know, my thoughts. Um, you, know, you mentioned I've been on the board for over seven years. And you know, I can tell you up until the last year and a half, two years, I used to tell people the most important and meaningful work that I do is you know, with the school district. And I still believe that, um, but it's been a lot harder in the last 18 months. Um, it's not an exaggeration to share that I've responded to over a thousand communications from concerned community members over the course of the last couple of years. Again, you know, signed up for it, it's part of the work and um, it, it, it's an added layer. I mean, and it feels different than it has over the course of the last you know, seven, eight years. Absolutely, it's, um, and I, I do wanna stress for our community members that you, you are volunteer. Our, our board members are, are volunteers and this is hard work. Uh, so to please continue to keep that in mind because <laughs> we need people like you, Jonathan. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell our, our community, our school community, about what, what lies ahead of us for the rest of the school year? Yeah, I think the thing that I would leave folks with, Dana, is, you know, I'm a glass half full guy. I think there are better days ahead. At the same time, I have been exceedingly proud of this community and how we've managed through the pandemic and how folks have continued to support our school district. Um, and then I'd be remiss, we mentioned the, you know, the capital investment that we just celebrated the completion of across all of our, our buildings. I, I think our community to some extent looks like a bunch of geniuses that we made that type of investment at the moment that we did because that is benefiting us as we migrate into this post-pandemic reality. Um, so I would just offer you know, my continued gratitude to this community who day in, day out, shows up, stands up, um, invests in in our schools, invest in the community, invest in our kids. And that shows. Um, and as hard as the last 18 months to two years have been, um, I would tell you, as I talk to my colleagues across the region and the state and the country um, who are leading school districts, um, there is no community that has the level of support that we do. And, and our system is benefiting from that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for uh, you and your colleague and the education leaders uh, in the Moundsview School District for all the work that you've done. Uh, we really appreciate it. Likewise. Thanks for the time.
And to our viewers at home, if you've enjoyed this content, please subscribe to our e-newsletter, follow us on social media. We'd love to keep in touch. You've been listening to City Speak. If you've enjoyed this show, please like, comment, and share on social at Nine North Media.